A slip on the snowy sidewalk in winter is a small thing. It happens to millions. A fall from a ladder in the summer is a small thing. That also happens to millions. The slip or fall produces a subluxation. The subluxation is a small thing. The subluxation produces pressure upon a nerve. That pressure is a small thing. That pressure cuts off the flow of mental impulses. That decreased flowing is a small thing. That decreased flowing produces a diseased body and brain. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that sick man by a thousand, you can control the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that man by a million, you can shape the physical and mental destiny of a state. Multiply that man by 130 million, and you can forecast and can prophesy the physical and mental status of a nation. So the slip or fall, the subluxation, the pressure, the flow of mental impulses and dis-ease are big enough to control the thoughts and actions of a nation. Now comes a man. Any one man's a small thing. This man gives an adjustment. The adjustment is a small thing. The adjustment replaces the subluxation. That is a small thing. The adjusted subluxation releases pressure upon nerves. That is a small thing. The released pressure restores health to a man. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that well man by a thousand. You can step up the physical mental welfare of a city. Multiply that well man by a million. You can increase the efficiency of a state. Multiply that well man by 130 million. And you produce a healthy, wealthy, and better race for posterity. So the adjustment of the subluxation to release pressure upon nerves, to restore mental impulse flow, to restore health, is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world. The idea that knows the cause, that can correct the cause of dis-ease, is one of the biggest ideas known. Without it, nations fall. With it, nations rise. This idea is the biggest idea I know of. That is B.J. Palmer, The Bigness of the Fellow within 1949. For your own edification, I have given you for free three green books because I'm tired of people saying they're not reading green books. I'm really tired of it. You can read Guyton's and Sousa's and Yoakum and Rowe all you want, but you ain't getting chiropractic out of them. You have to study them. They're important, right? Don't get me wrong, right? You need to know those things. But if you want to read chiropractic, why don't you read chiropractic? Right? And this is B.J. Palmer from The Bigness of Fell With the top one over there. I recommend that before this day is out, you download these three PDFs because these things go away. Right? I got them for free, and wherever hookup that they're somehow connected on the internet, they disappear and things get pulled down. So I recommend, because each one of those books is $50 or more if you buy them you know, individually. Right? So I recommend, if you want to study chiropractic, if you really want to learn chiropractic, I recommend you start reading green books. And the first one I recommend you start reading is The Bigness of Fell Within. Right? I've been doing this stuff since 1989. 1989, I graduated from here. So next year will be 30 years that I've been a chiropractor, which is totally crazy to think of because I still feel like a newbie, you know. Uh, but apparently I'm not. Um, <laughs> not when I have a 23-year-old kid. It's not possible, right? So I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Right? I'm coming from the love of chiropractic. Right? I am coming from, there is nothing that I could think of in my entire life that I'd rather do than do this. Right? So I have been in private practice since 1989. I have been teaching here since 2001. I've been teaching for the ICPA since 2013. I'm a diplomat in the ICPA since 2008. All right? So I feel like I have a really great amount of experience and the reason that I'm here is threefold. Number one is to psych you up. 
right? To psych you out, by the way, this is diagnosis 3765. So if you're not in diagnosis 3765, then go to C2. <laughs> C2. <laughs> Not that you shouldn't hear this message, honestly. They should all be listening to this message. <coughs> but what I want you to understand, right, is I'm here for a lot of reasons, right? The, the main reason why I've been hired, right, why I was hired in 2001 is because I'm supposed to teach you pediatric diagnosis, and I will, right? We do super well on boards in pediatric diagnosis sections. So I know between myself and Dr. Kramer that we do a really good job at teaching you guys for the boards, right? But what I want to teach you is the practical stuff, right? I want to teach you the real world stuff because I see real world stuff. Like yesterday, you know, autistic boy who's been coming in for a month and when he first came in, he had crazy amounts of anxiety. And now one month's worth of adjusting, the kid doesn't like freak out in class anymore. Do you do that with something else but your hands? Can you name me something else that can do that? Right? You can give him Ritalin. Sure, I'll shut him up. Right? But is that the point? Right? That's not the point. It's not about shutting him up. It's making him express himself better. Right? That's the point of chiropractic. Right? It's easy. It's easy to say, let's do it the way everybody else does it. It's not easy to do it the way we're talking about. It's not easy. It's simple. Right? B.J. Palmo say it's, it's as simple as that. Right? But it's not easy. It takes a lot of guts and a lot of fortitude to do it a different way. So when your patients come into your office, you got to understand or into your clinical sphere of influence, whether you're in student clinic or an outpatient clinic, right? When they come into your sphere of influence, you're a trailblazer, right? You're doing something radically different, right? Yesterday, just as an example, not my thing, I'm not a back pain, neck pain, fixer upper, but we get a lot of back pain, neck pain because you're a chiropractor, that's what happens, right? So. This one guy comes in and says, oh, I've been to chiropractic all my life. Oh, really? When's the last time I got adjusted? Well, a couple years ago when I had my back pain, right? And I said to myself, I guess it's better that he gets adjusted once in a while, right, than, than never. Uh, so at least that, that's, that's good. But when I showed him his x-rays and I took time to educate him, he's like, I had no idea. I had no idea that this is what was happening with me. I had no idea how chiropractic is this important. I had no idea that chiropractors were nerve system doctors. I thought you guys were just backcrackers. No, that's not what we are, right? That's what they made us out to be when we first started, right? Right, if you read D.D. Palmer's work, I racked the spine, right? But that was 1895, right? This is 2018. We have to grow up. Chiropractic, we have to grow up. There's a lot of chiropractic schools out there, they haven't grown up yet, right? Or they think that growing up is, is we need to go the other direction. We need to go more the allopathic direction, right? But chiropractic is not allopathic. Chiropractic is vitalistic. Chiropractic is salutogenic. Do you guys know that word, salutogenesis? Salutogenesis, this is gonna be the big buzzword in the next 10, 12, 15 years. Salutogenesis, that word means you can always get healthier. It's not about wellness, right? It's not about wellness. It's you can always get healthier. You can always put more things and do more things to get you healthier. How do you take the system that is working well and keep it well? That's what it's about. That's what chiropractic is about, right? On the long term. 
So my thought process is that my goal in this class, number one is to psych you up, like I said. Number two is to teach you some amount of pediatrics, right? Especially the practical stuff, the real practical stuff that you need to see, the day-to-day -day stuff that you're gonna see that I've seen now for 29 years. <clears throat> and the next thing is, is I want you to do well on your tests and your boards, right? So there's, there's some real things that you have to do, right? Real things you gotta get through. But there's some other things I just want you to get excited. Right? Because you're in 10th quarter now, most of you, maybe 11th quarter if you took my class late. Right? But either way, after like 10 quarters of this, you're probably a little tired. Right? Because I remember being in 10th quarter, I was a little tired by the time I got to 10th quarter. Because this was like bucket, a bucket, a bucket, a bucket, a bucket. You know, you're just getting punched and punched and punched and punched. And now, now you're tired. And maybe you forgot why the hell you're here. Well, I want to wake you up. And at 7 in the morning, you deserve to be woken up. Right? <laughs> because you're half asleep anyway. <clears throat> so if you make it to this class, I want to wake you up. <clears throat> and I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things that I've kind of come up with. I went to, uh, by the way, I know you got, most of you guys were not able to make this, but the ICPA summit was totally amazing that happened a few weeks ago, but a lot of you guys were taking boards. So it's a shame that you couldn't make it, but I was lucky to be there. And Bill Esteb was there, <clears throat> one of my favorite chiropractic speakers, Bill Esteb, patient media. <clears throat> He does a lot of great stuff. Um, and he does something called uh, disruptive chiropractic, which I highly recommend. He's got a couple of things on uh, YouTube and whatever. You can watch uh, uh, excerpts. Um, but of course, my brain <clears throat> is thinking about kids, right? Because that's all I really think about is kids. Um, so he's talking about disruptive Peter, uh, you know, chiropractic. And I came up in my head as he's talking about this stuff, I said, disruptive pediatrics, right? So I'm gonna start reading you some of these things and this might take two classes for me to do because I'm not gonna spend the entire class doing this. <clears throat> but the first thing, and this is one of the most important things that Webster, Larry Webster was my teacher, so I don't know if you ever heard of him before, but he was the grandfather of chiropractic pediatrics. He's the one who's founded the ICPA, the International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association. He was my teacher in the 80s. So when someone says, like, who did you learn the Webster technique from? I say Webster, <laughs> right? So I'm very fortunate to, to have him as a mentor, and he mentored me after uh, I graduated and really got me to where I am uh, today. So one of the things that he said all the time is kids are not little adults. A lot of people, and you can see Jeannie just did an interview uh, a couple of weeks ago with Dr. Steve Tullius. Um, she said basically the same thing. Dr. Jeannie on the president of the ICPA. Just because you know how to adjust someone doesn't mean that you should take that same adjustment that's an adult adjustment and kind of dumb it down for a little kid, right? That it's not how it works, right? It, just like adjusting an animal. Uh, an animal, if you've, I've adjusted many a dog in my day, and I love adjusting dogs, and the dogs are not the same as humans, right? They do not hold their bodies the same, their spine is not the same, their displaying lines are not the same, their atlas and axis are not the same, their pelvis is, nothing is really, the, now they may have the same basic anatomy, right? They have spinal bones and nerves and whatever, but it is not the same. The same thing with kids, especially little babies, right? So the reason there is a pediatric chiropractic, now yes, you can argue, and I, I've seen it for a zillion times, that you don't need pediatric chiropractic because everybody should be adjusting kids. Well, that's true. Everybody should be adjusting kids, but most people don't. God bless you. Most chiropractors don't adjust kids. <coughs> as a matter of fact, 
what I've seen, I've had a lot of chiropractors refer me patients because they don't want to adjust kids or they don't want to adjust pregnant women for whatever reason. And I used to get upset about that. Like, why would you send, do it yourself? But now, you know what I think? If you want to send it to me, great, because I'd rather do it the right way than you kind of extrapolate and, uh, well, I guess I'll kind of figure it out. No, there's no kind of figuring it out anymore. Right? We either do it right or we don't. Right? And that's why we're so committed to pediatrics on this campus. Right? There is more pediatric information on this campus than any other university, chiropractic school campus in the world. Between what the ICPA does here, every single year they're here, and <clears throat> you have Dr. Kramer's class, the ninth quarter class, this class, 10th quarter, and you have three chiropractic elective, pediatric electives that I've created. So there's more chiropractic pediatrics here than any place in the world. On purpose. Because who else is going to do it but life? Right? We're the biggest and the best. We should be doing the biggest and the best with that kind of stuff too. So that's the first thing, is kids are not little adults. We have to train on that. Right? So if you have the great opportunity when you are in your clinical practice, whether you're in a student clinic or you're in an outpatient clinic, don't just take whatever adjustment you learn and say, okay, I'm going to take this Gonstead adjustment and I'm just going to do it more gentle. That's not how it works. Right? That, you've already taken Dr. Kramer's class. Right? Use her stuff. Right? You'll take my advanced pediatric class if you're interested in pediatrics and then one of the next couple of quarters is an elective. Right? Use that information. You've taken some ICPA classes, maybe some of you. How many taken ICPA classes? Heavens to Murgatroyd. All right, that's got to change. If you're into kids, that's got to change. You really should be focusing on pediatrics. I don't care if you're doing ICPA, if you're doing other kind of organizations. If you want to take care of kids, you better train. You better train. Because I'm going to tell you that one of the most important things you're going to do in your education here is niche market yourself. The general chiropractor doesn't work anymore. That's, that's, an, that's a dinosaur that's old. It's an old thing, right? Take care of everybody. No, 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 no. Niche, right? Now, I take care of everybody in my, in my practice, so we take care of the whole families, but my niche is pediatrics. And, but yours doesn't have to be, it could be sports. It could be geriatrics, right? There's a huge baby boomer population coming out there. Could be, it could be car accidents. Whatever your particular niche is, you gotta niche yourself down. Success is niche. Right? So really think about that. Before you graduate, find yourself a niche and, and drill down into that. Extremities, whatever it happens to be, find that niche and do it. So that when you graduate, you're ready. Right? The general practitioner out there is not the ones that are successful. It's the ones that are really specializing or super specializing in a technique. Right? Doing like TRT or BGI or network, super specializing in one thing. That's what people want right now is super specialization. <clears throat> Number two on my disruptive pediatrics thing <coughs> is focus on the whole child, not the symptoms, right? This is the salutogenic model. I don't take care of asthma. I don't take care of autism. I don't take care of torticollis or latching problems. I take care of kids. I take care of adults. I take care of pregnant women, right? I was on, I'm going to show it to you in another class. I was interviewed after speaking at the ICPA summit in Washington, D.C. from one of their local news stations. And this very nice young lady who was interviewing me wanted me to talk about symptoms. And she kept on veering me that way. And I kept on veering her the other way. Right? And you'll see when I show you the interview, 
the, the, the questions that were asked and the, the, the angle was trying to, to, to get me to say, we take care of this and this and this, and how do you take care of those things, right? And you always go back, I don't take care of symptoms, right? What do we take care of? One thing, one word. Subluxation, that's it, that's it, that is it. And I don't even correct them, right? I don't correct them, it's not like a grammar test or something. You know, you should have put a dot over there. That's not what it's about, right? It's about maximizing. It's about maximizing potential, right? The body corrects. We don't correct. The body will do what it has to do with it, right? Because if you fix or if you correct <coughs> and it doesn't work, then what did you do, right? If you're supposed to fix and it doesn't fix, then you didn't fix me. You didn't fix me, right? You brought this body into me and you didn't fix it, right? I don't want to take the blame or the credit. So the autistic child is doing this way, way, way better and, and his teachers are like, what's going on? How come he's improving so well? <clears throat> I'm like, I'd say, yeah, that's right, I did it. Understand, that was all me, right? I'm like, dude, th this is in him already. He just needed to be released, right? There's a potential inside everybody, right? There's a potential inside everybody and it has to be released. That's what adjustment does, right? So when you adjust someone, you're in, in clinic and you're like, you know, you're, you're trying to get a good adjustment and you're like, well, it still hurts. Well, that's not the result of my adjustment is to make your hurt unhurt or make your headaches go away, or make your asthma less. That's not my result. My result is better performance. My result is a, is a stronger person. Whatever that person manifests, it is, right? I don't care what, whatever is going on with that person. I can't fix, I can't correct, I can't, I, I don't have some sort of chiropractic vacuum. I'm gonna go up to <clears throat> G over here, and I'll just suck up out all the things that, that's not how it works, right? <clears throat> But that's what we've been telling our patients over the years. I'm the back pain fixer up. Come to me for your back pain. 17 danger signals and lightning bolts coming out of the back and, and we fix whiplash and we, no, we don't. We don't fix a thing. You know, we don't cure anything, right? We don't fix anything. My job is to make the body work as good as it can, right? That's my job, is to make it work as good as it can within whatever limitations it has. And that's what I'm here to explain to you guys this quarter. That's what I'm here to explain to you guys. Is I want you to, I'm going to explain to you from real world stuff. I'm going to explain to you about stuff that I see every single day and have for 29 years. And will for another 29. Right? Because I love what I do. I'm excited about what I do. I have friends of mine who are in other occupations and they're all, or I'm 54. And they're saying, you thinking about retiring? I'm like, and do what? Well, golf. You know, golf just isn't that fun <laughs> to do for the rest of my life and not like, how, you want me not to touch kids anymore and adjust them and watch these miracles and not adjust pregnancy? You want me to give up something that jazzes me and fires me up and gets me excited so I can golf? You know, or play tennis or boating or fishing. Like, who the hell cares? 
That's the, my point isn't that, that, that this, he and I were talking, he's like, yeah, I just want to go. I, I, I bought myself this, this condo down in Florida and I'm going to go there and I'm going to fish and I'm going to golf. And I'm like, he said, wouldn't you like to do that? No. That's a vacation, right? Right? But he, his occupation is not my occupation, right? He, he doesn't have an exciting occupation the way I do, right? And I'm telling you, this could be an exciting occupation. Just, you could be bored out of your mind if you want to. If you're an automaton and you think adjusting is this, next, if that's all you think a chiropractic adjustment is, then you're going to be bored out of your mind, right? I remember we had a high, school, uh, a high schooler come in a bunch of years ago and she followed me around and she was looking from a very you know, small perspective and she said, Dr. Rubin, I would never want to be a chiropractor because you do the same thing to everybody all day long. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's everybody's different. Every adjustment is different. She said, yeah, I, she said, I get from in your head, that's what you're saying. But in my head, looking from the outside, it looks like you're doing the same thing to every single person, right? Just a little different, little variation, right? Guess what she's doing right now? She's a chiropractor, <laughs> right? She's a chiropractor. So I went to this school, right? Graduated a couple years ago. <clears throat> Interned in my office. Uh, so what a difference, right? What a difference perspective makes because that's really what it is. Right? That's what it's all about. So what I want to do for you guys this quarter is change your perspective. If you're interested. Hey, if you want to go on Facebook and you want to sit there and go like this for the whole class, and that's totally fine. You want to live vicariously through Facebook, you go right ahead. Right? We'll talk more about that at another class. But if you want, if you want some inspiration, that's what I'm here for. Right? I want to inspire you, and I'm going to teach you also pediatrics, but I'm going to inspire you at the same time. Right? And... To me, there's nothing, there is nothing that I can do better than either adjust a kid or talk about adjusting kids, right? It, that's when I'm the happiest. I'm either adjusting a kid or talking about adjusting a kid. That's all I want in my life, right? And why would I retire from doing what I want, right? So he's like, so you're not gonna retire? No. He said, when are you gonna retire? Uh, when I can't do it anymore, right? When I'm, when I'm done, then it's done. But until then, I'm not retiring because I love this. And I want, to, I want to light a fire in you to feel that, right? That's my goal you know, this quarter.